Welcome back to Public Health Plus, the show after the show. I'm MJ. And I'm Cass. Okay, so we held back a lot in the main episode, and uh, this is where we are going to just talk because... My God, is there a lot to talk about? I, I don't know where to start because there's just so many things on my mind right now. But okay, let's start with this. And I mentioned this to you prior and during our interview with Dr. Rosen is that the American legal ethos, for better or for worse, has always had this concept of freedom just like ingrained in it. Maybe a little too tough right now. Just think about vaccination mandates, protests over you know gun rights and other stuff like that, or general protests over any form of regulations. So why, why is abortion not a part of this ethos? Like, why is it when we come to abortion, we all of a sudden say, actually, no, you don't have any freedom. Yeah, this is such (laughs) an interesting paradox, I guess, for lack of a better term, right? So the very same people who will say, you can't tell me to get a COVID-19 vaccine, you can't tell me to wear a mask, are the exact same people who will say in the very next breath, you are not allowed to get an abortion. You don't have the right to choose what to do with your body. And it pisses me off because it's like, get it. <laughs> they want it both ways. They want freedom for themselves. These are also, this is a tangent, uh-huh. but these are also the very same people who will say, I have the right to choose whether or not I wear a mask. And then we'll be pissed off if a business says you need to wear a mask. Yeah. It's like, well, you need to respect the business owner's right to choose what they want to be exposed to. These are the same people who will say, oh, a business owner doesn't have to make a cake for a gay couple if they don't want right. to. Yeah. But then they're like, but you can't tell me I have to wear a mask. It's like, what the f***? Oh, this, God. this doesn't... Like the mental gymnastics that are required to be able to rationalize and justify these different applications of like when it applies to me Uh versus not, it boggles my mind. Like my mind doesn't work that way. It's like if something applies to one group, it should apply to all groups. And if you are not white and male, then other people have the freedom to tell you what to do. Yeah. So I originally thought this was uh, an abortion issue but then i thought more about it but no this conflict or this you know hypocrisy of you know individual freedom it came with lgbt marriages right so if you really think people should be free to do whatever they want then you know a gay couple should be able to marry each other right isn't that the logical extension but it also happened with black people's rights to go to school in brown v board of education right there's this whole i mean i don't need to go through what brown v board of education is but it's it's actually not just an abortion issue. I think most social issue struggle with this or struggle is the wrong word. They have to deal with this. Just all of a sudden, their freedom just didn't matter anymore, even though it mattered for a lot of other people, I guess. This is something I struggle with because folks like to say that, you know, like rights aren't a pie. Equal rights for people aren't taking things away. And in many instances, that is totally true. So somebody being able to have the right to marry whomever they choose, that's not taking anything away from somebody. But there are times where giving people equality in terms of access or equity can take something away, right? We've talked previously like affirmative action. Folks did themselves a disservice by saying affirmative action wasn't taking anything away from white males, when in fact it was, right? A white male did not get a job because it was held for a black male who had the qualifications and could do the job, but wouldn't have gotten it without that piece. And so... One of my favorite books, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi, really talks about how we need to be more open and honest about what we mean for equity and access. And this sounds like a tangent, but let me bring it back to the abortion issue, (laughs) which is like... 
We need to recognize that when we are restricting an individual's right, we are restricting the ability of a person who may become pregnant to decide what to do with that pregnancy, what to do with themselves. We are taking something away from them. This is not about, you know, oh, as as a society, we are trying to protect this unborn fetus, yada, yada. Okay, sure, maybe. But it's lacking the recognition that we are actually taking something from someone. We are taking away an individual's agency. We are taking away their right to decide what to do with their body or not. And now I'm just rambling. I'm just annoyed. I'm also annoyed. And I think I purposely didn't want to get into the whole philosophical debate of like, what is a person? Because I think that's just, we're not going to touch that. I mean, I'm sure we have a lot of opinions, but to me, that argument is almost not as important as the argument of people should have, you know, women should have the right to choose uh, what they want to do, right? Because I don't know. Do you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. And actually, it's been really interesting. So me being quite a bit older than you are, I have seen personally how some of these discussions have evolved over time. Just I know we don't want to get too philosophical and sort of what does it mean to be alive, etc. Yeah. But in the you know 80s and 90s, when I was a kid, it was very focused on viability. If yes. a fetus could not survive outside of the womb, then it wasn't considered to be a person. Yeah. And that's been chipped away to the point where like the moment of conception, people are now sort of defining yeah. somebody as being sort of alive, you know, the, the fetus being a person. And not that we need to debate this, but it's a moving target. Basically, it has evolved so much over time, even just in the last 40 years that like it's very hard to have a evidence based conversation about even like on the legal side of things, let alone sort of the science and biology side of things, because like people bring a different perspective. So we could spend five hours debating whether a fetus is alive or not and at what point. But just to circle back to the point that you made, right, like that's not. That's the not relevant the point. Yeah. question. The relevant question is I as an autonomous individual have a right to do things with my body or not. And if I was pregnant, the fetus inside of me is dependent upon me. It is not able to do its own thing and so I should have a right to decide whether I carry that fetus to term or not. I completely agree and I think I don't know. We both have a lot of opinions, like too much for a bonus, <laughs> but it's also like what I found really frustrating is you could be against abortion personally right? You could be like, I'm not going to get an abortion. That's fine. You don't have to. Do whatever you want. You don't have to get an abortion. We're not forcing you to get an abortion. But why does you not wanting to get one mean that you think no one should get one, right? That is also something that I just, I cannot understand. This is something that I just really struggle with. We have enshrined in our constitution, a separation of church and state. Theoretically. (laughs) Which in practice really just means the government can't tell religious groups what to do. But religious groups can get their fingers all up in the governmental pie, which Mm. is such an interesting contrast to what we are seeing in some of these Latin American countries that are decriminalizing abortion, where they have very, very strong religious views in these countries, Catholic views. But they're saying, you know what, this is a medical issue, and we are going to ensure that there's safe access to this, which is... Why are we going way backwards? more progressive? Oh than, right. Why are we going backwards? Thank you. That's a great way to put it. So I think the important thing is is this, which is I think this is an opinion, but I think the reason why when it comes to discussions about abortions, about LGBTQ, and about you know these social issues, the reason why the concept of freedom is all of a sudden off the table is because it is a threat. I guess if you were to 
apply that concept to those issues, it becomes a threat to whoever's in power, which, you know, you use your imagination about what well, that means. It just, I'm thinking about all the progress we've made over the last 40 years in terms of social policy, right? We have... Um, we have made we progress. We have made progress. Yeah. And there are places in this country that are, are trying to backtrack. When people say we want to make our country great again, or we want to go back to the sort of prime days of our country, what they really mean is they want to go back to a time when white men were in charge. They had sort of the say over everything, at least men broadly, but white men in particular, and that folks just did what what those people decided we were told yeah. to do, right? Like we knew our place, we knew our roles. And you were talking about LGBTQ, and I was thinking about the Don't Say Gay oh my bill God. that's going through <laughs> Texas, Florida. the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida, and the push in Texas to criminalize or punish as child abuse families who are getting sort of gender-affirming care for their children. Yeah. I think about the way my kids right now in high school talk about just broad acceptance like people are who they are yeah very very open-minded yeah. in terms of differences uh-huh. and i find that to be a positive thing and the, yeah. all yeah, of yeah. these kids in these states that are trying to be very regressive and to take us back to the prime time of our country all of the harm not just physical harm but yeah. the mental and social harms that we're creating in these states like i am really worried about the well-being of these kids moving forward and just how how frightening it must be to feel different and trying to find a safe space to express who you are and to tell other people that you do feel different and then to put processes in place where you're going to be outed to your parents perhaps like it just is so messed up so so messed up yeah okay last thing do you know blue facebook red facebook no i have no idea what that is so basically they created two facebook accounts one facebook account selected liberal news like they click on liberal news and other facebook accounts clicked on conservative news so they generated over time a blue feed and a red feed this goes back to something i raised in the main episode about going to the source it is crazy the very small group actually individuals who are producing content that is news i'm using air quotes for folks who couldn't hear that in my voice (laughs) when i said news and it gets shared out through social media And it gets amplified and people are now looking at these extremist right wing propaganda sites more than they're looking at the New York Times or the Washington Post. I was just I just read an article about this, about sort of the number of views for these pieces. And it's coordinated effort. Yeah, this is not an accident. Just bombard people with misinformation. It's intentional. And I just really cannot stress enough. Like We're preaching to the choir here, right? Like people are listening to this this podcast because are interested in in evidence and public health, et cetera. But like, oh, go to the source. Go read it for yourself. Go listen to it. Go read the transcript. Watch the video. Whatever. All right, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, I guess a big part of it is that just everyone's so busy that it's really hard to like. I spend a lot of time researching episodes. Even I am like, I'm not going to get to the bottom of this because there's just so much. Well, right, stuff but there here. are people who spend hours a day, if not you know hours every week, on social media s- scrolling through things. That's true. If they even took one of those hours and like went to the source, we might be able to have a very different conversation. But we we gravitate towards things that confirm the things we already think, and we are quick to dismiss anything that is contradictory to our beliefs. Yeah, I highly recommend people to check out Blue Facebook, Red Facebook, or Blue Feed, Red Feed, because 
it's eye-opening. You're so used to your own feed that you cannot imagine that, oh, wow, this is someone else's feed. Go to the source, check out the facts for yourself, and then make your own decision, and then understand that it's possible for you to not like something. It's another issue for you to enforce your views on other people. And I think that's the critical difference. Like You could not like abortions, but you could also you know, not take that away from people, right? That's I think those are yeah. two very different things. Absolutely. Go to the source, people. <laughs> and thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> yes. On that note, thank you for listening to Public Health Plus, the show after the show. You can expect these more spicy and opinionated episodes every Monday. If you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us immensely and spread the word about the show. Join us every Thursday for our main episodes. And remember, everything is public health. Everything is public health.